Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. We get sent a stack of deep dive requests here on The Quickie, searching for answers to all the questions life is throwing at us right now. And none more so than questions about COVID. When can I travel does again? Does lockdown actually Who work? has got the virus What does Bill Gates control? have to do with Is this the second what way? What does having COVID feel like? Today, we're going to answer one Miranda from Melbourne has asked from Stage 4 Lockdown. Are we putting our health at risk staying inside all day? We speak to Dr Brad to find out if we should be concerned about a lack of vitamin D. If you were a kid in the 70s or 80s, you may remember this public service announcement that used to run on Channel 9. I'm vitamin A. Ooh, I'll help you see. Yes, I'll help you grow. Germs don't like me. Oh, I'm vitamin B. Oh, so if you're feeling low, no energy. Look for our famous group. Oh, call the vitamin Bs. Oh, oh. I'm vitamin C. I bite calls and diseases. I never have a chance when you take a lot of measles. If you can overlook the fact it specifically asks you to go ask mum about it and not dad, the ad taught us about all the ways our vitamin intake helps us every day. But with stage four lockdown still in play in Melbourne right now, Miranda wrote to us concerned about this vitamin in particular. Get out in the sunshine and get vitamin D. I'm good for your eyes, good for your bones. Miranda wrote, I'm in Melbourne under stage four lockdown restrictions and I've been talking with friends and family about getting our vitamin D. We're only allowed outside for one hour a day with masks and clothes covering most of our skin. Is this enough to get our daily dose of vitamin D? Good question. And one, I have to admit, that working from home since March has crossed my mind too once or twice. So we called on our resident medical expert, GP Dr Brad Mackay. Dr Brad, first up, what do we need vitamin D for? Well, you need vitamin D to keep your immune system functioning properly, but also for bone density. So when you're older, you're not wanting to get osteoporosis. So vitamin D is really helpful for calcium metabolism. Miranda asked... Like they're in stage four lockdown in Melbourne. She asked, they're only allowed outside for one hour a day. Is one hour of sun exposure a day enough? Uh, If you're living in Melbourne, then one hour of going outside and being in the sunshine is enough to get your vitamin D level up. So you're needing the sunlight to hit your skin and penetrate deep into the fat that's lying underneath the skin. And that cracks the vitamin D molecule and makes turns it from being inactive to being active. And we we know that about sort of half an hour in Melbourne during winter time uh, will be enough to crack enough of these vitamin D molecules. But yeah, if you're in other areas of the country, If you're going north, um, then you need less time out of the sun because uh, you're going to have a little bit more sunshine compared to lovely cloudy Melbourne. Okay, so if you're outside for that half hour, but you're wearing a mask over your face and maybe a beanie because it's cold and a big jacket because the wind chill factor is below zero, how much of your skin needs to actually be exposed for it to be beneficial? Is your forehead enough? 
Yeah, well, we generally say to have your face and neck and forearms exposed when you're going outside into the sunshine. But yeah, particularly during winter, that can be a little bit of a, a trouble. If you're wearing a mask, that's going to decrease some of the sunlight exposure as well that can hit your skin. So it's probably going to make it more likely that you'll need to be out in the sun for a little bit longer. I think it will be a bit of a difficulty. It's, and it's always a difficulty during winter to get enough vitamin D, getting enough ultraviolet light exposure. So it, it's not unexpected. I think if people are inside for a few weeks, it's not going to have a major role on their health. If they are worried about it, then they can have vitamin D supplements as well. Uh, and some people do need to take that all the way through winter, having um, having a supplement tablet or capsule every day um, just to top up their levels while they're not getting enough sunlight exposure during those colder months. Does the time of day make a difference? Like, should we all be heading out at high noon when the sun is at its sort of strongest during the day? Or does it matter? As long as the sunlight is there, that's enough. Uh, this is the weird thing about Australia's uh, rules, uh, because if we're going out during the middle of the day, then we're more likely to get sunburnt, uh, and then we're more likely to get um, skin cancer when we're older. So the recommendations are really to get the sunlight exposure before 11 o'clock in the morning, and then after about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, otherwise, the sunlight can be a little bit too bright and harsh for us. So there's always this balance, the seesaw, between getting skin cancer and uh, getting osteoporosis. It's always a, a fun choice to try to make. What about sunscreen then if you are covering up is to not get that sunburn to avoid a melanoma? Does that affect our vitamin D absorption? Yeah, so a lot of the specialists will um, will say that if you're wearing sunscreen, then it's going to be decreasing your risk of getting skin cancer, which is fine, but you'll get enough vitamin D from having sunlight exposure, even wearing sunscreen. Uh, it's still debatable at the moment, from, from my professional opinion. I think that you're probably going to be limiting your sunlight exposure a little bit more if you are re- using some uh, types of sunscreen. It's one of these sort of unknowns, and hopefully we get a little bit more research as time goes on. For those who don't have an outdoor area at home when they're in lockdown or a balcony, is it enough to sit in a window and have the sun land on you through a window or does it have to be directly onto your skin outside? Well, this is what one of the weird things that's happened in the past. Uh, a lot of people who are working in nursing homes and retirement villages, they would be wanting their clients to be able to get enough vitamin D and enough sunlight exposure. So they'd sit them in the in the sitting room, in the uh, the sunroom of the of the nursing home, and uh, would put them out all day and try to to get their vitamin D levels up. But what happened was that uh, the harmful rays uh, of UV light can get through the window, but the rays of light that are uh, a little bit less harmful for for causing skin cancer, but the ones that we're wanting to crack those vitamin D molecules in our fat cells are really unable to get through the the window at all. So um, so it's blocking the good rays and only allowing the bad rays to get through. So uh, you do need to be in that direct sunlight rather than through a window. Is no exposure to sunlight something we can handle for long periods of time. I mean, I know there's long-term effects like bone density. That doesn't happen immediately. So how long can we go without sunlight before it really starts to be a major issue? 
If you're in really northern parts of the world, so if you're in Scandinavia, for example, then often they they won't get much sunlight for even six months of the year. So so it's it's not a major problem. People have lived through these periods of time before without getting enough sunlight, but they also have a, a lot of fish, oily fish in their diet, which enables a lot of vitamin D absorption from their food. So um, I don't think oily fish and sardines are really part of Australia's diet. So sometimes we do need supplements to top things up. The other aspect of it isn't just the, the physical side of things, but also the mental health side of things. Um, and I think a lot of people, particularly in Melbourne um, and people who have been in quarantine for a couple of weeks, just want to be out in the sunlight. Like uh, you feel better from being outside and getting that fresh air and, and getting that sunlight on, on your body. So certainly that's the mental health effects that are, that are, are taking their toll on a lot of people around the, the country and around the world at the moment. Well, funny you should mention mental health. That's leading to my next question because we know that there are mental health issues with being stuck inside. We've heard it especially from people in hotel quarantine and especially those who haven't had access to fresh air. So we know the mental health impact of not breathing in air that's not being circulated around your room. But is there an actual health implication of not breathing fresh air as opposed to breathing ventilated air? You'll survive. Uh, that's fine. I think uh, I think a lot of people would prefer to breathe fresh air. And I think a lot of the complaints about being unable to, to breathe fresh air are more from, from people feeling a little bit claustrophobic. If you're not getting that fresh air, then you're, you're going to be feeling more like you're stuck inside and more like you're in prison rather than just being in your hotel room somewhere, um, staying safe and, and cozy during the, the middle of winter. Some people will get increased problems with sinuses um, if you're uh, with sinusitis if you're having lots of dust gathering around you and you're breathing in lots of dust mites then that will set off people's sinuses uh, give people more hay fever so if people are able to get outside more then they'll be able to yeah get some fresh air rather than just recycled air going through their through their nose but yeah like you're still going to be getting enough oxygen in and that's the main thing that the air will be meant to be supplying you but again it's more of the, the mental health benefits from from being outside and uh, and yeah, feeling less stuffy. Other than maybe our way too repetitive trips to the pantry and the fridge for snacks while we're stuck inside, are there any other health issues? So we've already spoken about fresh air and sunlight that we may need to consider when we are stuck inside for long periods of time. Well, I'm already seeing a lot of patients who have been gaining uh, like a few kilograms, um, some a few more, from having their ISO bodies from being stuck inside. Uh, a lot of people aren't going to work and they would normally be walking to work and from work. So they're just yeah cutting out that part of their, their daily routine and not getting that exercise. So with that increased weight that people are getting, um, I'm also starting to see a lot of people with higher cholesterol levels as well, blood pressure and diabetes uh, are other issues that can also pop up. So certainly if you're increasing your weight, there's a whole range of different metabolic problems that can develop over time. So I'm having a, a few patients um, starting to freak out um, because they haven't been exercising all that much. They've been taking a bit of a break. But certainly as, uh, as winter finishes and we're getting into spring, um, then hopefully people will be able to, to get a little bit more exercise and feel a bit more motivated to do it. And that weight gain can be a bit of a vicious cycle. With more fat on board, you store more vitamin D, which can't be broken down for your body to use. When you start to lose those kgs, the vitamin D can then release back into your system. So get outside, get your face, neck and forearms out if you can. Don't try soaking up the rays through the window and do it before 11am. 
Easy, right? Lastly, just wanted to leave you with more of that public service announcement because not only is it informative, it's catchy as hell. We're in vegetables, dairy foods, meat and fruit. Just ask your mum today. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Jacob Round. And if you want to be like Miranda from Melbourne and send us a question looking into something COVID-related or just something you saw on the news, send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.